Hello, welcome back to Quick Draft Insight. It's been a while since I've done an episode, but I'm glad to be back. Sorry for the long wait, but yes, I'm back. And today, I'm going to talk about some of the guys at the back end of my big board that I think could rise here entering into the March Madness, the college basketball tournament. We've been waiting for it all year. We're getting close. So I'm going to talk about some guys that I think could rise a lot in the draft process here leading up to the draft. The first player that I wanted to talk about is Jabari Walker, the power forward from Colorado. I think we have all been guilty of underrating Walker at some point in this draft process. I had him sitting outside of my top 60 for a long time. Fortunately, he keeps giving me reasons to like him. He's a hustler. He can rebound like crazy. He gets boards, dives for loose balls, and is a dog on defense. He's the exact type of player that every team needs. He is super active on both ends of the floor. He's always hunting for open shots and finding creative mismatches. He's super mobile for a guy of his size. And if a team wants versatility, then Walker is the player to take. In the NBA, he'll probably be able to play both forward positions, as well as a little bit of small ball center. His athleticism jumps out, as well as just his knack for the game. He understands it and makes smart passes. He's good at cutting to the hoop, and his pick-and-roll game has expanded quite a bit since his freshman season. He's really starting to blossom at Colorado. While his three-point shooting isn't outstanding, his form is nice. One of his other methods of scoring is simply getting to the line. He is not afraid of contact, so he is excellent at drawing fouls. He's a jack-of-all-trades on defense, nothing too flashy, but he's a plus defender. He keeps it interesting anyway. He has a near-perfect archetype for the NBA and is impossible not to like. Pray that Colorado somehow makes the tournament so that we get to see more of him. He is a joy to watch. And one other guy that I want to talk about here, our second player. He's sitting at 48 on my big board right now. Malaki Branham from Ohio State. He's a shooting guard, and he's been considered a lottery prospect, their first-round prospect, for quite a while, but he hasn't really risen above, per se, and gotten gotten into that first-round conversation until pretty recently. He is an absolute bucket, man. If you need some late-game points, he can get the job done. His shot creation skills are excellent, and he isn't afraid of shooting through traffic. He has that bulldog mentality where he doesn't back down from anybody. He plays best in post-isolation. In the paint, he can post guys up and get to the rim. When you need a turnaround jumper, he will get it for you. Regardless of whether or not that is the most effective shot, Branham almost always pulls it off. He is a great cutter with decent athleticism. He's a good spot-up dunker, if you know what I mean. Ohio State has used him mostly off the ball for one reason. He isn't a great ball handler. If there's one thing to dislike about his game, it's his handles. If you have ever watched him play, then you would know what I mean when I say that he's a bit jumpy with the ball. He isn't super fluid while handling the rock. He often plays with his back to the basket since he has a hard time getting open shots otherwise. He's kind of an old-school player, but he's still a great three-point shooter. It may take him, to some, him some time to hone in his skills, 
but his shooting does give me some hope. If he can improve his face-up game and get better handles, especially once we get to the draft combine, if he goes there and he really performs well, he could easily jump into the first round there. And so he, he's definitely a guy to watch there. Malachi Brenham from Ohio State. Keep an eye on him. And we'll move into the third player that I want to talk about. It's Hyun Jung Lee from Davidson. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Correct me if I did not. And if one thing is for sure, it's that Davidson knows how to produce shooters. Lee is most certainly the next Steph Curry. Okay, maybe not that good, but he is the closest thing that we've seen to Steph in a while. He's an absolute sniper from deep. He has a dangerously quick release that gets him bucket after bucket after bucket. He can quite literally pull up from anywhere on the court. He's a good spot up and a pull up shooter. He often fires from way behind the free throw free throw line. Aside from his obvious shooting prowess, he is a good driver too. He gets to the hoop while making it look easy. He's an aggressive rebounder and can get his own boards. He gets lots of foul calls and is also a phenomenal free throw shooter. He lacks ideal athleticism for his size and position, but can make up for it with other skills. His defense also can be a bit questionable at times, but he has a lot of potential if he can build muscle. At times, he can actually be underconfident. He reminds me a lot of Duncan Robinson while he was at Michigan. He was afraid to shoot the ball sometimes, and he, quite frankly, just would not shoot it. And it seemed like he just would pass it instantly. That's how it feels with Hyun Jung sometimes. He can he passes it sometimes, even when he has a wide-open shot. Fortunately, all of his problems are easily fixable. The next guy I have here, he's at number 51 on my big board right now, but I believe he really could rise up the draft board quite a lot. He's a center from overseas, and it's Ibu Baji. Explosiveness is a key factor in today's NBA centers, and Ibu Baji is certainly explosive. He attacks the rim with power and dunks at every opportunity he gets. He likes to hang out in the paint just waiting for the ball to come his way. He's equipped with some excellent post moves and has a deep bag of tricks. Like many modern centers, he has a nice turnaround floater near the hoop. His touch is silky smooth. I try not to overuse the word, but Baji has legit unicorn potential. I could see him shooting 40% from three as a catch-and-shoot guy. He can't create his own shot, but he can knock it down when open. His mid-range game is unpolished, but still promising. On defense, his insane length allows him to block lots of shots. His potential on that end of the floor is limitless. That's where he might really find his calling in the NBA. He is switchy and has good instincts. His frame is huge and practically unguardable at times. His skills are still super raw, but he has miles and miles of potential. He can easily become a starting center with time. He's one of the biggest risks in the draft, but could be well worth the pick. While he will likely spend a lot of time in the G League, his unique size and freakish leaping ability is going to be hard to pass up on. And 
I think he's a little bit similar to young Joel Embiid. Now, maybe don't quote me on that. Obviously, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Joel Embiid, or I'd have him higher on my board, but he does play kind of similarly. And next up, guy from Murray State, shooting guard, wing player, Tevin Brown. Brown has been solid as a rock all season long for Murray State. He brings a compelling game of defense, shiftiness, shooting, and basketball IQ. He's able to pick apart defenses like a lock and find openings. Without question, he is a good bet to get you a bucket. While he hasn't been the most prolific scorer, he is a very talented shooter. He is great at coming off of off of off ball screens, which is a small but necessary skill. His form is smooth and his shot is pure. His passing isn't anything special, but he gets the job done on that end. His handle also isn't amazing, but he has lots of different tools that he uses to score. If a defender overplays him, he can easily get past him with a mid-ranger or a layup. His defense is above average and should get him minutes right away. He collects his fair share of steals and gets a few blocks as well. His understanding of the game is super impressive. Even when he isn't defending the ball, handler, he finds ways to impact the game. With Brown, it's just the little things that will make him a solid NBA player. He's always aggressive against top-tier competition and has a never-back-down attitude. He's the kind of guy who loves the spotlight and competing under pressure. He's had some really big games against top NCAA tournament contenders. This should get him extra attention during March Madness. While he is a bit older and he is lacking in upside, he has a really high floor. He needs to work on a few aspects of his game, but can become a good role player in a short amount of time. And the next guy, the last one that I want to talk about today, is Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana. You know, it seems like the media keeps telling us that old school big men are no longer a thing, and then another one gets drafted in the first round. I don't get it sometimes. Well, there are many throwback bigs in this draft, Trace could end up being one of the best. His collection of post moves is unlimited. He can score from the block, go underneath the basket, or fly in for a poster dunk. He is smooth and fluid while having good foot speed. He may be the most polished, lowest post scorer in the draft. It's what he excels at, even though he doesn't do much else. He's able to sneak through openings in the defense and get wide open shots while in traffic. He doesn't let the defense bother him, and he gets over every defender with his long arms. He understands his role in the offense and doesn't try to do more than necessary. He works both as a primary ball handler in the paint as well as a spot-up dunker. He's got a great polished turnaround floater. While it is a basic move for big men, it is a very common attack. Davis doesn't merely get open slams either. He has the ability to create his own shot near the hoop. One downside with him is that, like most centers, he can't shoot. He needs to improve his shooting both from deep and from mid-range if he wants to become an NBA starter. On defense, he is powerful, averaging over two blocks per game. Against higher-level competition, he won't be an elite defender, but he is still very solid, though, on that end. He'll be above average on defense and will do just fine in the NBA. I'd like to see him improve his face-up game as well as his handles. 
the NBA doesn't value players of his kind as highly anymore. Nonetheless, if a team is looking for a backup, he will be a great option in the mid-second round. That is really the main reason why I don't have him even higher on my big board is just because he plays a very old school game, but he definitely can rise rise up if he does well during the pre-draft process and interviews in the draft combine and all that stuff. Lastly, before I go, I want to give my pick for March Madness, who I think will win the NCAA tournament. And it's Arizona. They have many great players and are I think it's really cool because they have lots of international guys from Azulis Tubalis, Christian Coloco, Kerr Krissa, Umar Balo, Pele Larson. That's just a few of them. And I, I'm, I really do apologize, again, as always, if I mispronounce their names. But let me go over some of the stats they've got. Benedict Bethurn averaging 7.3 points, 5.7 rebounds, 2.5 assists, and one steal 0.3 blocks per game. Azulis Tubalis, 14.7 points, 6.3 rebounds, 2.4 assists, one steal, 0.8 blocks per game. And then there's Christian Coloco, their big man, who I really like and I think good could go in the first round of the draft. He's averaging 11.8 points, 7 rebounds, 1.2 assists, 0.7 steals, and a whopping 2.8 blocks per game. That's just a few of their guys. Now let me go over some of their team stats. They're averaging 66.7 points per game. They have a 0.315 three-point percentage, which is not amazing, but it's pretty solid. They're averaging 33.8 rebounds per game, 11.4 assists per game. They're averaging, they have just a 0.9 assist to turnover ratio. That's really good. They've got they're averaging 6.7 steals per game, 2.7 blocks per game. So I think that Arizona could be the ones to win the tournament. They've got lots of NBA prospects and have all the pieces together to make a deep run and perhaps win that title. What's your pick? Let me know by emailing me or sending me a message at quickdraftinsight.wordpress.com. But that's my pick, Arizona. Thank you for listening to this episode where I talked about some guys on the bottom back half of my big board that I think could rise here in the upcoming draft process. Thank you for listening. I am out.